the king's secret. There were once two friends named Shane and Anna. They lived in a village at the foot of the Ox Mountains. Shane was a harper at the king's fort, while Anna was a barber and cut people's hair. The king lived in a nearby valley. Laura Linshuk was his name and everyone admired him, for he was handsome and brave. He was kind to his people, helping anyone in need. But something was wrong. The king had a strange secret. Why does he always keep his head covered up? People asked. Even when he's swimming, he wears a linen cap. And that's not the worst bit, they whispered. It must be a dreadful secret, for every time he gets his hair cut, the barber's put to death. Who will be next to cut the king's hair? worried the barbers, for there were very few of them left. Now, Anna's mother was a widow, and apart from Anna, she was all alone in the world. She was always afraid that the king would send for her son. You must go far away from here, she told him. The king will surely hear of you, and next time it could be your turn. I'll never leave here, Anna said. He looked out at the clouds that shadowed the mountain. My father was born here, and his father before him, and even the king is not going to force me away. But not long after, the dreaded message came. A servant rode up to the barbershop door. King Laurelinche orders you to his fort tomorrow at noon. What will I do? cried Aina to Shane. If I cut his hair, I will surely die, and what will my mother do then? Ah, but the king is expecting the princess Ashing to visit him soon, said Shane. That's why he wants his hair cut. If only we knew what to do. So they thought and they plotted and they schemed, but they could not think of a plan. You must go away in the night, cried Aina's mother when she heard. Dress up in my old clothes. People will think you are a poor woman of the roads. I will not run away, Aina said. I'll go to the fort and I'll face the king. Next day, Aina set out on his journey. He wore his best clothes and his only pair of boots. His scissors, polished and sharpened, were strapped into a little case. At doors and windows, faces whispered and stared. One or two called out, Good luck, Aina! But most of them thought, Poor fellow, we'll never see him again. At the fort, Aina was shown into a room. In spite of his fear, he just stared and stared. Such colours, such carvings, such hangings and antlers and rugs. The king came in. He nodded to Aina, then sat at his royal chair. Begin, he said, as he reached up to take off his crown. But what was that huffle and scuffle outside? The door crashed open and Aina's mother came tumbling in. I'm sorry, O king, said the guard. This woman pushed right past me. She demanded to see you. I put her out at once. The king frowned, but the woman threw herself at his feet. Your majesty, she said, I am a poor, poor widow. This barber you sent for is my only son. I beg you, please do not kill him. If he dies, it will kill me as well. King Laura Linshak looked down at the old grey head, and something stirred deep inside him. For really, he was a kind man at heart. Very well, he said at last. I will not have him killed, but he must promise not to tell anyone what he sees in this room. 
promise, Anna gasped. When Anna came home, his mother asked no questions. She gave him a plate of stew and a big mug of milk. In the evening, Shane called and the friends went fishing, as usual, in Loch Talt. Word soon spread that Anna was alive and well. Next morning, the little barbershop was packed to the door. Suddenly, everybody wanted a haircut, including some who had no hair at all. But Anna kept his mouth shut. Snip, snap, snip went the scissors, and that was all anybody heard. Time passed and Anna found the secret harder and harder to keep. Day after day he thought about it, until he could think of nothing else. He closed the shop early and he opened late. One day he didn't even open it at all. And though customers called, there was only his mother to be seen. Anna's not well, she said. Please come some other time. It was true. Now Anna could not eat or sleep. He grew pale and thin. His mother was half crazy with worrying. See, she said, I've baked fresh bread and here's honey from the mountain bees. Eat now and, and you'll soon be well again. But he could not touch the food. At night he shivered in bed. He saw each star that came and every wisp of cloud crossing the moon. His mother sang to him, but it was no use. Soon he could not leave the house. He sat watching the sparks on the hearth and looking into the flames. The king's secret haunted him. Shane missed his friend. There were no more rambles in the mountains and no more seeking for trout in Loch Something will have to be done, he thought. He went to see the druid, a wise man who lived in the distant woods. I cannot help him, said the druid. He must tell his secret to someone and then he will be well again. But he promised the king... Shane groaned. Well, said the druid, there's only one thing to be done. Send him to the stream near the king's fort. There is a willow tree leaning over the water, with reeds growing in its shade. If he tells a secret to the reeds, all will be well. Shane hurried back with the druid's advice. At once Aina went to the stream. He knelt on the mossy stones, and under the willow tree he whispered his secret to the reeds. King Laura Linshock has horse's ears. At once a great weight lifted from him. He went home and opened up his little shop. When evening came, he ate four duck's eggs for supper and he was fast asleep before his mother could quench the lamp. That night a soft wind blew from the west. In the stream the reeds bent and swayed. They began to murmur to one another. The wind listened and whistled in the willow tree. Laura Linshock has horse's ears. Laura Linshock has horse's ears. Soon the whole wood was whispering with the news. Laura Linshock has horse's ears. Laura Linshock has horse's ears. A few days later, the king awoke early. A messenger was galloping up to the fort gates. The Princess Ashling is coming today. King Laura Linshock thought as he jumped from his bed. There was so much to do. All morning the place was in a scurry. A great fire was lighted in the kitchen. Pigs roasted, cakes baked, servants hurried back and forth. The king sent for Shane. Tonight you must play your best and merriest, he said. I am going to ask the princess to marry me and nothing must go wrong. Shane went and took out his harp. He examined it carefully. 
turning it this way and that. But he was not satisfied. The wood is cracked, the wood is cracked, he thought. If I hurry, I can make another harp before night time. He went at once to look for wood. There was a lovely willow tree leaning over the stream with reeds growing in its shade. Ah, just what I need, said Shane, sawing off a branch. All afternoon he worked, shaping and carving the smooth, beautiful wood. At last the harp was made. Carefully he put the strings in, but there was no time to test it. Princess Ashling was already at the gates. A great feast had been prepared. The king led Princess Ashling to her place. How handsome he is, she thought. But I have heard such strange tales. Some say he is kind, and others say that he is evil and cruel. There is some mystery, some secret about him. Oh, I wish I knew. The king could not stop looking at the princess. Such wonderful eyes, such beautiful hair. But she seemed worried and sad. She sat pushing the food around her plate. Bring on the harper, cried the king. Let's have a little merriment. Shane took up his harp, but instead of music there was a rustling wind. It swept around the great hall and rose to the smoky roof. Laura Linshock has horses' ears. Laura Linshock has horses' ears. Horrified, Shane muffled the harp, but it was too late. Nobody stirred. Nobody spoke. The only sound was the great log fire spluttering in the gate. Princess Ashen's cheeks grew pink. She gave a tiny snort. Then a little chuckle. Then a great big laugh. She laughed and laughed. All at once the whole court burst out laughing. <laughs> they bellowed. Laura Linshock has horses' ears. Laura Linshock has horses' ears. The king grew red. What a silly secret, he thought to himself. And what a silly fool I am. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Then, taking off his crown, he showed them his ears. And that was that. The king was never again ashamed of his ears, and nobody seemed to mind. Shane got three kisses from the Princess Ashling, and Aina cut the king's hair for the royal wedding. The End <laughs>